Welcome to episode 32 of the Ask Achieve show, where we answer all of your burning questions on all things health, fitness, and business. We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today, we're going to talk about creatine for women, IT band pain, and navigating fitness information without getting overwhelmed. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show. What's up, Achievers? Hey, everybody. Episode 32. <laughs> I always like to recap the episode just in case you guys forgot from the last 15 second intro. Um, yeah, well, what's what's been going on this week? Let's see. This weekend, we had a charity MacCon. Um, we do mm. charity workouts every once in a while at Achieve. Um, we typically try to do them for members who um, have some specific, like a specific cause or something that they really care about. Um, this one in particular was uh, really special. It was for... Brooke, one of our members who, um, her brother unfortunately passed away earlier this year or late last year. And she picked an organization, Project 375, that deals with uh, mental health. And um, that was what what her brother had um, complications with. And so... She, it was very emotional. She got up and talked to everyone who, who came out and we raised, I think the donations are still coming in. So I think we're close to a thousand dollars. Um, yeah. And it was, it was really good once we kind of got through the emotional part and everyone cried and, you know, we had our moment. Then we also ended up having a lot of fun and really like for, for him and for her, we really uh, came together and, and put a lot of work in for a good cause. And it was, it was a great time. Yeah. The charity met cons are just, um, they're always a really powerful, um, just kind of moment, um, that we have. And it's, uh, it's super special. We usually get anywhere from like 40 to 60, sometimes even 70 to 80 people all in one room, all working out together, joining, um, a special cause that's specific to, um, one or two or a small group of our members. And, um, it's just really cool to, um, have that dynamic and have that energy present within the room and you know everyone always feels really good after so yeah super special for us to host those um every two three months or so yeah yeah um yeah that was about that was probably the major the major, major thing for event. the week yeah yeah so let's get right into the questions all right so question number one is from Kay Hergott. Um, they asked, Hey, Chief Team, my question is, what are your thoughts on females taking creatine for muscle growth? I would like to add mass to my muscles, but I'm getting mixed reviews on creatine. Thanks again for all the value you guys bring. Hashtag number one podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. So uh, creatine for women. We think that it is, we definitely wouldn't say not to do it. Um, we think that it, it can be very valuable. We also don't think that it has a lot of negatives. Yeah, I mean, creatine is is probably the most well-researched supplement out there. Um, I don't think there's ever been a bad study on it. Um, I'm sure there are, but there's millions of studies on it, and um, they're, they're overwhelmingly uh, positive. Yeah, what's weird about it is that it's like people hear the word creatine and... They think it's a steroid yeah, or something. It's, it's like really weird. Someone injecting needles. Like it's yeah. like it's a naturally occurring thing that happens throughout the body. Um, helps with energy production and yeah, you, you, I, I would say most people would do well with it. If you've ever seen our coach Emily Beinecke, um, she is uh, her nickname on her 
her football team is slim. She's <laughs> very slender uh, naturally, and so she takes creatine every day or every time she works out um, to help because she's also looking to build muscle. So she has a naturally thinner frame, um, and she's been taking creatine in every shake that she has and has not, like hulked out into this like crazy yeah. I feel like that's kind of the, the thing is everybody thinks like oh my god you're gonna get huge if you take creatine it's like no you're gonna it's gonna help you if you're looking to build muscle and she definitely has had seen a positive effect from it and has built some muscle um but it hasn't like completely changed her body type or anything like that yeah and she's definitely gained lean muscle mass and it's just gonna help you through your workouts um it's not gonna be like this supercharge it's just gonna give you a little boost and if you just keep at it um, those little boosts add up over time and eventually you'll start to, um, you know, gain a little bit more muscle mass than had you not taken it. Um, so yeah, we think, I think, um, the recommendation generally is about five grams per day. Um, we don't recommend loading it like doing 25 grams a day for five days straight. Uh, um, you tend to gain a lot of water weight that way and, uh, ends up becoming more of a bloating factor. And we recommend creatine monohydrate. It's super cheap. I think like 11 bucks for like 100 or 200 servings, something like that. So just grab that from really any sort of source that you want to. But creatine monohydrate is really all you need. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Question number two comes from Miss KOS. Um, she asked, I was talking about my talking to my massage therapist about iliotibial IT band. Mainly a lot of runners complain it can be tight. New research suggests that because it is a ligament, it should not be stretched. It might actually be the fascia that is tight and needs to be worked. Thoughts? Um, yes. So, yeah, I mean, it's it was super common probably in the 90s where IT band stretching was a very common recommendation and prescription from therapists and clinicians. Um, research um, semi-recently has shown that the IT band is an extremely strong ligament. Like people have compared it to like steel wiring where it's like it's going to be nearly impossible to stretch unless you have some sort of like crazy machine assistance so um yeah the it band isn't really going to be an area that you can stretch necessarily um, we do recommend foam rolling in that general region um and it's not to say that you might get rid of the knots in your it band or some whatever restrictions might be going on in your it band but we do think that it would help to um just restore some of the um tissue quality in your uh, vastus lateralis which is a, a quad muscle in that area and just other muscles in that general area um that would potentially impact your it band from uh from functioning poorly and whatnot um and then the other thing is to also just double check um with your physical therapist why the it band is feeling tight in the first place and a lot of that has to do with um, core and hip stability issues. And when you have core and hip stability um, inefficiencies, what tends to happen is your hip tends to kind of like buckle out to one side. And then in conjunction, your knee goes the other way. And this sort of like pulling, effects ha pulling effect happens on the IT band and the muscles in that general region. And they tend to feel tight because they're constantly being yanked in both directions. Um, so usually what we recommend anyone with IT band, especially runners, we do a lot of core stuff like dead bugs and marching on their backs, um, as well as hip mobility and hip stability drills like clamshells and band walks. And then finally, on top of it, just good strength training. So squats and deadlifts and total body compound movements are going to help your body move better overall. 
um, and hopefully take away a lot of that stress off of the IT band. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what I would have said too. The other thing that I always find funny is that like people get so, once they read that research of like, the IT band can't be stretched. It's like, everybody's like, stop, you're stupid if you're trying to stretch the IT band. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, relax. Like we, this, we thought we knew like, and, and also the reason that people were trying to stretch the IT band is because people were having discomfort in that area. Yeah. So it doesn't mean just because you can't stretch it doesn't mean there's still not something going on in that general region. Yeah. Maybe it's not the IT band, but there is something going on for a lot of runners in that area. So instead of vilifying like people trying to, to, fix IT band pain. <laughs> like, let's just be like, okay, so maybe we won't call it IT band anymore. Maybe we'll call it like outer thigh pain. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Um, we still need to find a solution. It doesn't mean that just because we know it can't be stretched doesn't mean, oh, well, like, sorry, you have to live with IT band pain. Yeah. Um, so yeah, all the things that Jason mentioned are ways that we can address that area and not necessarily call it stretching the IT band. Yeah. There was like, I mean, Anytime there's some sort of like study that happens to contradict general like uh, guidelines that people have recommended, it's always blown way out of proportion. And I think like people make articles based on that research with super clickbaity titles and yeah. links and stuff like that, where it's like everyone starts to freak out. Like foam rolling was one of them where people were like foam rolling doesn't get rid of knots and adhesions because you need you know x amount of pressure and foam rolling there's no way foam rolling with the descent the, the density of the foam could actually break apart scar tissue and adhesions and it's like okay and however what we found is that <laughs> with our members as soon as they foam roll and have been doing it consistently they feel better they move better um just from large amounts of anecdotal anecdotal experience foam rolling has been proven to just be just overall beneficial be yeah, yeah be very helpful and now research is showing that you know while it might not quite break up scar tissue and adhesions um, it does something to the nervous system where it somehow lets uh, your body uh, perceive that it's in a uh, just in a more relaxed state and is able to access more mobility uh, because of that and you know at the end of the day like what we're trying to do um, as coaches is just to have people move better, feel better, um, reach their goals quicker. And we're not too concerned with the exact mechanism that happens. And we will continue to do things that has proven to be helpful, um, regardless of if the research happens to point out one tiny little detail that um, would say otherwise. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. All right. So hopefully that helps. Um, we have a third question here. This is from Katie Half, And she asked, I'd love some advice on how you guys navigate all of the resources and info out there without getting overwhelmed. I have bad anxiety and depression at times. And even as a trainer, it can get me very overwhelmed with all of the opinions. This is an awesome question. This is a really good question and definitely appreciate the uh, honesty and candor behind mm -hmm. it. Um, and, you know, the truth is, like, you know, we've often got overwhelmed at times. There's so many different certifications and workshops and uh, summits and all these things that can really um, um, be like, whoa, where do I even start? There's yeah. so much that I don't know. Um, but, I mean, I think just the general fact that you're even thinking about seeking out information is step number one that a lot of fitness coaches and a lot of trainers don't really take into account and just assume that they're an expert right away just because they look a certain way or have achieved levels of strength that uh, you know other people haven't and i think you're already on the right track 
Yeah. I mean, I remember the first, I think it was the first Perform Better Summit that we went to. And I don't remember who said it, but somebody was like, you know, when you're, when you've been in this industry for a while, the more, you know, the more you realize how much you don't know. And that's like, it's so true. Like every time you learn something new, you realize that you have, there's so many other things that you don't know. And you're just like, Oh my God, am I ever going to be able to know it all? And you're not, you're never going to be able to know it all. And that's why you have resources. Like we love the idea that we have resources who are experts in specific areas that we can reference to for specific things that we're looking for. Um, and we can be the best. We, what we wanted to do personally was be the best overall coaches. And that involved also like interpersonal relations and like a lot of other aspects of coaching besides the, some of the nitty gritty details. Um, that's because that's what we wanted to be able to be and to do. And so we got as much general information in all different areas. So we went into like some sports performance and we went into some kettlebells and we went into FMS and movement screens and we kind of got in precision nutrition and got some nutrition information, but we didn't go out and get degrees in all of those things because you can't. And we didn't want to be, neither of us wanted to be the nutrition guy or the sports performance girl. We wanted to be able to coach a lot of different people. And so we got, we went and got a lot of information from a lot of different places, but also never call ourselves experts in one particular area. Um, And instead we reference the experts in those particular areas. Yeah. And like, I think a huge benefit for us has been um, finding mentors kind of like at the right times in our careers. Right. Um, And they've pointed us um, really well in the right direction. And we would talk to them about, you know, we wanted to get more uh, knowledge on strength training and kettlebell training and um, powerlifting and things like that. And uh, a couple of our mentors at the time really recommended strong first Um, We were interested in movement training and they recommended functional movement systems. Um, You know, I think Instagram can get really overwhelming and it's probably not the greatest source. Um, I say that even though people probably are listening to the podcast because they found us on Instagram, (laughs) but it's typically not the greatest source. I would try to find someone um, reputable as a strength coach or personal trainer in your area that maybe you could somehow link up with or meet up with and gain some sort of mentorship from um, just so that they can understand who you are, what your interests are, and then make an educated guess out of that. Um, But I mean, for our coaches, we always recommend the, the two certifications we always recommend right off the bat are functional movement systems as well as strong first. And at this point, we'll probably throw in um, CFSC, which is Certified Functional Strength Coach. Um, I would look into those three and choose one of them that seems to stick out to you the most. And then from there, as soon as you get there, you'll link up and network and connect with other people that are like-minded, that want to learn. And you'll also gain more information on other specialty certifications out there that are um, head and shoulders above the, the, the rest out there. Um, and then you'll just get into this sort of rabbit hole of information. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're just looking at Instagram or if you're just looking on the internet, there's like a million different things that you can potentially go down into. But start with those three certifications, start with one of them and then, you know, see where that leads you. Yeah. We, when we used to, before we really knew about any of those niche certifications, we were always reading blogs because this is pre Instagram dating ourselves. Um, (laughs) and so blogs were, were big and 
I remember, like, at first there were just a couple. We were, like, on Tony Gentlecore's blog and Ben yep. Bruno's blog, and there were, like, a couple out there that we were reading, and T Nation. Yep, <laughs> and then Cressy. all of a sudden, Eric Cressy, all of a sudden, like, everyone had a blog, and it felt like I remember getting that really overwhelmed feeling of, like, everyone, how do I read every blog every day? And, yeah. like, and that must be how it is now on Instagram. Like, how do you read every, go to every account every day? And even with Instagram, it's even harder because, it's kind of random. Like, it's hard to get one steady stream of, like, flow of information on yeah. Instagram. It's kind of like whatever that person decided to talk about today. Whereas you go to a certification and it's focused. And it's it takes you through this journey while you're there um, of education. And it's like taking a course. It's like taking a college course or something yeah. like that. Um, and it just feels so much more... Um, manageable. Manageable, yeah. Like you're just you're once you're there, you're not overwhelmed at all because you're just surrounded by other people who are learning the same information as you, and you can ask as many questions as you want. Um, and it really is just we think it's a, a um, superior option to anything else that's out there in terms of how to get yourself um, some some focused education. Yeah. So those and yeah, those are the certifications: Strong First, FMS, CFSC. Yeah. Um, that would really benefit pretty much any coach in the in the industry yeah so hopefully that helps um but just know that you are definitely not alone in this regard a lot of people have shared the same sentiments our coaches have we have so yeah you're definitely not alone but you are definitely on the right track based on that question alone yeah cool um and then we're just going to finish off with two really quick um answers to some of the questions that we've got um just because we can't spend um a lot of time on each individual one uh but this one is from Macy Staheli. That's actually the first time I've said the questioner. Yeah, and it's hard, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's tough. You're it's usually tough. not really I, sure. I don't I'm give you enough credit. Sure, I'm sure I've butchered so many names. <laughs> <laughs> um, when doing leg press, how close or far do you want the seat to be adjusted? When it's really close, I feel like I lift less weight than I do when the seat is further back. Um, we would recommend getting as close as possible without having your pelvis be super rounded. So we'd want your back, lower back to be in a neutral, relatively flat position with your uh, knees as close to your chest as possible. Um, that will give you the most amount of range of motion without potentially hurting your back or irritating your back. And then finally, the last one is Brittany Belferman. And she said, hello, when I do pull downs, my wrists hurt. Is there anything I can do to strengthen them or to protect them more? Uh, I'm assuming she's talking about lat pull downs, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like more than likely, a lot of people do this when they pull down on the lat pull down machine bar. They pull down to a certain point, and then they continue to go lower. And a lot of people will try to do that by flexing at the wrists. So they'll kind of like it's curl almost like it they're forward. Yeah, you know, they curl it forward and use their forearm muscles to do that. Um, and that little motion right there is um, it's unnecessary because it's it's. It's, you're just trying to get gain extra range of motion by using the wrong muscles. And also, it just puts unnecessary strain on your wrist as well. So what we recommend is pull it to your upper chest, um, that sort of region, and don't allow the wrist to bend down lower in order to get there. Yeah. And then, I mean, on top of that, if you are having wrist pain, even, I mean, as much as that might be something that they're doing, like 
it's still a very small motion to be having wrist pain, right? If they're like just doing a little bit of a motion. Uh-huh. So you may also want to do some like wrist stretches. You may just be a little bit tight in that area yeah. um, from if you have a desk job and you're, you know, typing all day, anything like that. Maybe in your warm up, just add some wrist mobility work um, so you can go like in a quadruped, like all fours position and just rock your shoulders pretty far over your, your fingers just as, as far as you can without lifting the palm of your hand up and then back. So just kind of like do some forward and back rocks there. You can turn your hands out to the side and do some side to side rocks and then flip your hands under so that you're on the backs of your hands and do some more forward and back rocks. So just to loosen up the wrists a little bit before the workout could also help just to avoid wrist pain in general as well. Yeah. And I think you had a very extensive wrist stretching um, sequence in your in our YouTube video. In our uh, handstand YouTube video. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, if you want to look at it, it's the complete guide to handstands. Um, even if you don't want to do handstands, there's plenty of mobility and just good drills for your wrist as well as your upper body. So definitely check that out for more of a visual on that. Yeah. So that about wraps it up for today. <laughs> um, actually, just one more shout out about the, um, the April Kickstart Challenge that we're doing. Um, it starts April 2nd. Um, registration ends this Wednesday, so two days from now. Um, but it starts April 2nd, um, ends at the end of the month, um, at the end of April. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you haven't heard this before, you get a program written out by us. You get four training sessions. Uh, with one of our coaches. Um, You get unlimited access to our classes, unlimited use to the gym. You also get a challenge handbook as well as um, daily emails to help keep you accountable. Um, And that's all that for $99. So if you live anywhere near the area, I mean, we have people from Cape Cod um, coming to do this, Rhode (laughs) Island. Um, But most likely it would be more convenient if you're closer. (laughs) Um, Definitely do check that out. Um, We'll link that in the show notes. Um, If you guys want um, any more specific questions answered, please DM us at Achieve Fitness Boston. And please leave us an iTunes review if you have a second. (laughs) Um, All right, cool. That that about wraps up for today. So until next time. Peace. Love. And and muscles. Muscles.